0: welcome thank you for choosing to listen to the spirit-filled word by david entry a time to hear god's word is a time to be visited may you receive a visitation as you listen to this message be blessed in Acts chapter 5 verse 28 you can tell cities are like containers cities cities communities are like vessels you know it's because he said They filled it with the gospel, with their doctrine. So, people who live in a particular place can be filled. A territory can be filled, can be saturated with a certain certain type of teaching. Teaching. It can fill a city. It can fill a community and he can feel a nation teachings. Bible says in Acts chapter 19 that he withdrew the disciples to one school of Tyrannus Acts chapter 19 verse 9 verse 8, 9 and 10. and for two years he reasoned spoke all of the way he divided from drew the disciple. Reasoning, say reasoning. Reasoning. Say it again. Never forget that word. Reasoning. Christianity does not excuse your thinking. The Christianity that doesn't include thinking will crash very soon. Because Christianity is reasonable. So, the Bible says that he reasoned with them for two years. He wasn't just preaching, the Bible says, the Bible says. No, he was reasoning with them for two years. That's why they went to the synagogue of, often, and the Bible says that they reasoned with the people listening. Because, how, how do you reason with people? Take facts. Let's compare. When they tell you Christianity is um, of faith versus science, it's what do you mean our faith is? Our, our faith is very scientific. Our, our faith is scientific. It, our faith is not against reason. Our faith, Christian faith, is not on a collision course with science. It's on a collision course with worldly and carnal and, and, and satanic ideologies which has been purported as science. What is scientific about Big Bang? What What is scientific about it? How can a big blast create order? It's rather unscientific. Christianity is not on a collision course with science, and science cannot define creation because science is based based on observation and repeatable events. Creation is not a repeatable event. Who will be there to observe how creation happened? So, Christian is older than science. <laughs> Christian is above science. So, Christianity is not on a collision course with science. In fact, in 2 Peter, uh, 1 Peter, chapter three, verse fifteen, it says that be, be ready to give a reason for the hope for the hope that is in you. Uh, it says that sanctify, sanctify your heart. And always be ready to give a defense to everyone. Give me King James. Be ready to give a defense. Uh, uh, King James, please. Give uh, give an answer to every man that asks you for the reason of your hope. Your hope must have a reason behind it. Not feelings. Put feelings aside and let's use thinking. Yes. The Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Truth, not the Spirit of Feelings. Wow. 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 He said, when He, the Spirit of Truth is come, John chapter 6 verse 13, the Spirit of Truth, 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 it, it connotes thinking, the mind must be engaged. But I'm talking about sanctified minds. Your mind must be said. said, "Be ye renewed in your mind." In, in, sorry, in the spirit of your Ephesians chapter four, verse twenty-three, the spirit of your mind. So we have to be renewed in the spirit of our minds. So then, because the problem is that the mind of an unbeliever is blinded. Oh yeah, in Second Corinthians chapter four, verse four. It says that the God of this world has blinded the minds, not the eyes, the minds of unbelievers. The God of this world has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. Less, oh, I like that. Sometimes I don't want to go further because it's too, it's too sweet. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ cover Their minds have been blinded so the light cannot come through. So, an unbeliever tells you, but why why do you have to go to church every Sunday? What has an unbeliever got to do with advising you on your church life? It's like a blind person telling you, I want to do makeup for you. (laughs) A blind person cannot comment on your makeup, he can't comment on your makeup. I don't care how many mirrors they've got in their house. (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't make any difference Hey, so when an unbeliever wants to advise you on your worship life and you too are following an unbeliever's advice on worship life I think it's an insult to your intelligence you've really insulted yourself how can an unbeliever advise me on my worship life they can advise me on other things but not the worship life because the minds of unbelievers have been blinded by the God of this world. The God of this world never envy what Hollywood says. The minds of unbelievers have been blinded by the God of this world. Lest, lest the light of Jesus <laughs> the glorious the glorious gospel in our in it's something that you can actually, bo- pastor welcome it's, I think you say it. it's something that you can boast of you can glory in the, the gospel is glorious that's why he said I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ hey! I'm not ashamed of the gospel in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 8. Paul told Timothy that be not ashamed of the God, the testimony of our Lord Jesus Christ, nor of me, his prisoner. But share with me in the suffering for the gospel. Don't be ashamed of the testimony of Christ. 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 Of testimony of Christ. And he said, First Timothy chapter 4, verse 12: Don't let anyone despise your youth. Don't let anyone tell you you're a young person. So And so what? Even the younger you are, the better your digestive system. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The younger you are, the better your digestive system. Mary was very young when she, she conceived Jesus. So, the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers. That is why an unbeliever's thinking is skewed when it comes to the gospel. When it come, they might be good with, an unbeliever might be good with maths, history, engineering, science, medicine, architecture, fashion, all that. But when it comes to eternal life, what is above humanity? What goes beyond this physical, just the physical life? What goes beyond that? They are cut. So you might also be very good with your academics, science, engineering, all that. That's good, but it does not mean you understand the kingdom matters in kingdom prison. Bible says that. <laughs> for since but through the wisdom of God. First Corinthians chapter 1. It has pleased God, from verse 21, that was, it has pleased God that the world through wisdom will not know God. Ah, ah, that's your statement. It, it, that's God's wisdom. God's own operating system. The wisdom of God's operation is that the world through wisdom, through their path of research, cannot know God. I've done a lot of research, you know, and I, now I understand all these religions. Please, please. You can do a research to understand Islam. You can do a research to understand Hinduism. You can do a research to understand Mormonism. You can do a research to understand even Judaism. You can do a research to understand all the isms. And so the gospel has light. And what we do in church and what we teach in church should not be something that is unreasonable our faith is a scientific faith what do i mean it's reasonable you can you can you can you, you don't have to suspend your thinking you have to engage your thinking in christianity so then if you said jesus said it it is it must be proved that he said it and spiritual backing why he said that if we say um, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy, God the Holy Spirit. We say, it doesn't mean three gods. But Islam will say. But why do you say you Christians believe in three gods? No, we don't. We don't hear, Oh Israel, the Lord your God is one wow. God. We don't believe in three gods. First Timothy chapter one verse five. There is one God and one mediator. Even the Lord is is only one God. So Islam should get their acts together. They are thinking together. They are missing. They are missing basic thinking. So the fact that we say God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit doesn't mean they are three, because He uh, said the three gods it doesn't mean it's three gods, because He says Matthew chapter twenty-eight verse nineteen: Go into the world and and uh, make disciples, baptizing them in the name. If it was three, you would have said in the names. Did not say? Did he say in the names of the father, the son, and he said, in the name is one God, in the name of the father, not in the names of the father, the son, and of the holy spirit. So it's it's not three, it, it is not three gods, it's one God, one God. Our God is one God. Ephesians chapter 4. He said, One God and Father of all, verse six. Ephesians 4, 6, one God and Father. One God. How many gods? How many gods? It is littered in scripture that God is one. I'm talking about the true God. But the true God we worship is different from the others, other ones that people say is also one God. Because the fact that you say your God is one God, there's only one God, and that's your God, doesn't mean it's the same God we are worshiping. Because the God we are worshiping is one God but three persons. So now when we come to describing this God we worship, you find out that, oh, okay, your own is not three pairs different. Your your own has he got a son? God, Jesus Christ. No, our God can never have a son. Then he can never be our God. <laughs> because your God does not save. The other time I was teaching and I was saying, one of the reasons some people will say this, is called uh, theodicy. Theodicy. Why, if there is God, why should there be evil? Why didn't God stop Satan from coming in the garden and this whole problem will not exist? Why? Why? Why didn't God stop Eve from eating that fruit? It's not an apple for your information. From eating that fruit. (laughs) It's not an apple. Why didn't God stop Eve from eating it? Why didn't God block the devil, the serpent, from coming? I know some of you have been thinking about that because if the serpent hadn't come. Look, look, we'd have had a wonderful time. So you see, if God has this, how did, how, how come, the devil came into His garden, like that, the, the, like just like the devil has been coming to church. Oh yeah, Satan lies coming to church, not to come and worship, yeah, but to come and create confusion, to come and fight. So people who are in church and creating, confusion and gossiping it's yeah, Satan is using them. Because Jesus said, have I not chosen 12 of you yet one of you is a devil. So you can be part of the, uh, the team and yet you are, you are the agent of the devil. Not because you want to be the devil himself, but your behavior becomes the platform for the devil. The way you are very contentious. The way you are always gossiping about, about people in church the way you are always upset about anything in church. And you are not quiet, you keep talking, talking, talking. You keep talking, 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 talking. Oh, they didn't like me in the choir. No one likes me in the choir. This church, there's, anytime you see someone who says that there's, there's no love in this church, the person is a suspect. Suspect. A suspect. Mark them, mark them. A suspect. He says, mark them and avoid them. You see, you are the only one who can understand what I'm saying. Because you see, people in the church, they don't understand me. But I know as for you, I can confide in you. Hey, it's about to kill you. The poison is coming to you. The poison of the devil is coming to you. Yeah. When they tell you you are the only one, meanwhile, you know that you you are even trying to pursue God. You, you, there's a lot of work on your life. And then they begin to make you that you're the only one. Even Pastor, I can't talk to the pastor. <laughs> So they say, why, why if God why should God allow the devil to come into the garden? Because if the devil had not come into the garden, but the, the serpent hadn't come into the garden, there wouldn't have been a problem. You know. but it's necessary because m- permit me to say this in not in the strictest sense, but in the truest sense: that even the devil, even Satan is God's devil. He works for the Lord. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh, how can you say that? Yes, because the Bible says that unto him be all the glory. Whatever happens, it will end up in God's glory. Pastor, can you give me an example? Oh, is there's just scriptures, so many scriptures. Let me even give you the story of Jesus Christ. They were killing Jesus not because they liked him. They killed Jesus because they were envious of him. They killed Jesus because they hated him. Satan tried to get rid of him, but he didn't know that by getting rid of Jesus, he's actually fulfilling God's plan. In Acts chapter 2, verse 23, the Bible says, verse 22 says, Jesus Christ, a man, attested by God with signs, wonders, and miracles, accompanying." And then verse 23 says that, whom by the predetermined, the foreknowledge and the predetermined counsel of God. You see, so that, sorry, the, 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 determined, the determined counsel and the foreknowledge of God. Ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. So they are crucifying and slaying him was in line with God's foreknowledge and determined counsel. Do you know what determined counsel? Are, God has had a meeting and have decided that this is what must happen. That Jesus is coming and is coming to die. He's coming to die so that you don't die in your sins. So, because of that, Jesus needed to be sinless. He needed to be innocent. So, as I've been saying, the execution of Jesus, the murder of Jesus, was the most most lawless act of humanity. The greatest miscarriage of justice ever in the universe is the, the execution of Jesus. The perfect person who ever lived. They murdered him and crucified him and desired a murderer. They said, get rid of the giver of life and give us the taker of life. Yes. Yes, that's what they did. In Acts chapter 3, verse 13, 14, and 15. It's there. It talks about Jesus Christ, the servant of God. Our God has raised. Look, Acts chapter it said that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his son Jesus. Whom he delivered up and denied, in, uh, denied him in the presence of Pilate, who watched this. When he was determined to let Pilate, said, Me, I will use my political powers and make sure Jesus will not die. <laughs> Pilate, he said, Me, I will use my, He was a very powerful guy. Pilate, he was a very powerful guy. When he speaks, Caesar has spoken. He was a very powerful guy. So he said, I'm going to use my political, all my political machinery. I'm going to use it to make sure Jesus will not die. But it wasn't within his power. He didn't know. Yes. That's why he was boasting. He was bragging before the execution of Jesus in the John chapter 8, 8, 8, 19. He said, don't you have, I have, don't you know verse 8? Don't you know I have the power to kill you or to release you? Jesus he says, hey, don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> You are going above your pay grade. <laughs> when Pilate he was a uh, uh, best man, uh, but went again into the judgment hall and said to Jesus, where, Where's at that? Now, where do you come from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Then he, verse 10, says, that Are you not answering me? Hey, you don't answer me? Don't you know I'm powerful? Don't you know I can't release you? <laughs> you? Look at it, look at you, look at look at Sometimes people don't know they don't have power, God is in charge either your bosses, your the mayor, your leaders, something they don't have power when you are working with God. No one can have power over you. Then Pilate said unto him, I think even you King James so that they speak a thing, people might okay, Let's go to New King James. Wow. Then Pilate said unto you, are you not speaking to me? Do you not know that I have power to crucify you and power to release you? Jesus said, you? Did you know what you are talking about? <laughs> Jesus has said and said to him, you could have no power at all against me unless it had been given to you from above. Therefore, the one who delivered me to you has greater sin. And look at even that. Look at the next verse. From that time, from then on, Pilate sought to release him. But the Jews, he couldn't. He attempted to release Jesus. He couldn't. So, now in Acts chapter 3 verse 13, he says that God, you delivered him to be crucified, to Pilate. When he says, when you delivered him up and denied, the, the, denied in the presence of Pilate, when he was determined to let Jesus go, Pilate wanted to let Jesus go, but he couldn't do it. Why? Because it wasn't in his power. Jesus had to die. The death of Jesus was, according to Acts chapter 1, chapter 2, verse 23, was based on the determined counsel of God. It was God who was working. It wasn't Pilate who was working. It was God. Okay, so Pilate was innocent. No. He used Pilate's dodgy political misbehavior. Yes. Political fraud. Corruption. The corruption of men. If if God had not planned for Jesus to die, they would have still been corrupt. So, he allowed their corruption to fulfill his purpose I, am I communicating something so Bible says that they they the look look at the um back back to Acts chapter three verse 13 and 14 and 15 that's so nice they 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 requested for a medra see he says that but let's go to the next verse verse 14 verse 14 says that but you delight the holy one and the just and asked for a medra to be granted to you Barnabas was a murderer. They said, "Give us the murderer," and he said, "And you killed the prince of life." Look at the next verse. And you killed the prince of life. That word "prince" is the origin. The Greek word means that the originator, the originator, the prince, the leader, the captain. Is the same word that was translated is the captain of our salvation. The originator, the prince, the giver, the origin of life. He is the giver of life. You killed the giver of life and asked for the taker of life to be given to you. That's the human nature. The human nature. So then, the execution of Jesus, the killing of Jesus was not an accident. It was a plan. It was a plan. Who planned it? God! Who executed it? The enemies of God! So now, Theodicy. In the garden, what was the devil? The devil doing in the garden? What was the serpent doing in the garden? What was he doing in the garden? <laughs> so the devil comes, and he says that God is lying. What? First of all, he came to challenge: Did God really say? What God has said, he, he likes to challenge what God has said. So when they tell you that the Bible is not the word of God, especially those Muslims who see you say that the word of God is Quran, it's not the Bible, they are trying to replace the word of God. That's the same thing the devil did from the beginning. It's not the word of God. So he comes to to challenge the word of God. He said, has God really said he should eat of the fruit of the the woman who said, no, God said we should, then she added some to the word of God. And the devil said, no, God is lying. God doesn't want you to be better. He doesn't want you to pass your exam. He doesn't want you to be rich. He doesn't want you to enjoy sex. That's why I said, break up with your boyfriend. Hey! Ah! God, God doesn't want you to enjoy your life. That's why he doesn't want you to do fraud. Because God doesn't know how much money you can get when you do fraud. <laughs> yes. Yes. He's telling you who told all these pastors they are fake, yes, <laughs> yes. So he'll be lying to you that you need Ibo and Shayo. Hey! <laughs> I need Ibo and Shayo, I need Ibo and The pressure is getting <laughs> so the devil comes, Banana. and you are wondering you are wondering oh can someone stop can someone stop this devil God where are you look at what's about to happen he's about to spoil this beautiful beautiful scene in the garden beautiful tranquility in the garden Oh, oh the devil God God please please do something don't let the devil do it so somebody then later asks if God is good if God is powerful why did he let the devil come into the garden Oh, but what you don't know is God needed the devil. Wow. Okay. All right. Oh, clap for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Pastor, did you just say God needed the devil? God mm-hmm. just used the devil. For what? Well, Why would God use the devil? In theology, we call something the attributes of God. Or in a layman's language, the ca- characteristics of God. The manner is not the characteristics of God. So, some of the attributes of God is that God is love. I mean, the attribute of the sun, characteristics of the sun first is what? It's hot. Anywhere there is sun, there will be heat. Anywhere there is sun, there will be light. That is just, that. so in the same way, God also has attributes. But all God's attributes cannot be in display the way it should be. If the garden had been like that, I will explain it. God is a God of love. God is a God of all power, right? God is a God of all knowledge. His omniscient God is all-knowing. God is holy. And God is just. God is righteous. Right? And the angels of heaven, they knew these things, these attributes of God. But there are other attributes of God that could have never been known if they had not been seen. How would God show how merciful <laughs> mercy of God be on display in the absence of sinners. Wow. Thank you. Wow. Okay. How can we know God is a redeemer? If there's no one to redeem. <laughs> How can we know if God is a forgiving God in the absence of sin? So actually, the fall of man Pave the way for more of God's attributes to be on display. If I were you, I really shout a big hallelujah. Hallelujah! God's mercies is a big thing. Nobody, none of us could be here in the absence of the mercy of God. I'm preaching with excitement. I'm preaching with joy and confidence, not because I've been a perfect person, but because I've encountered God of perfect mercy. Listen, I talk the way I talk because I have at least a little understanding of the mercy of God. God is merciful. I don't care what you have done in your past. There is enough mercy in God. Bible says that you, for for His mercies endures, for His mercies endures, for His mercies endures, for His mercies yours. So, in Revelation chapter five, let me rush you to something. Chapter five. Bible talks about how I saw a throne, and there were four and twenty elders around the throne, and then I saw he on the in the right hand of him that seated on the throne. With the right hand, there was a, a scroll. There was a scroll that was sealed. And then I, I searched through the, and the angel asked me. Who is worthy to open uh, take the scroll and to break the seals and to open that, that, that there read what is in, inside it and I search on in heaven on earth and under the earth and I found no man worthy worthy to take the oh kadabashkana ragadada and no man in heaven or or, or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll and to look at it and look at the verse 4 and he said so i wept much why did i weep because there was no one found worthy to open and to read the scroll or to look at it no man no man and yet the scroll had to be opened the scroll had to be read the seals had to be broken and yet there was no man and yet there was no man and then the angel that spoke to me said to me weep not, weep not weep not oh John weep not oh John do not weep, behold the lion of the tribe of Judah the lion of the tribe of Judah the root of David hath prevailed to open the scroll and to lose his seals, shout hallelujah Then I turned and behold, in the midst of the 24 elders, in the midst of the four living creatures, there stood a lamb as though it had just been slain. There stood a lamb, there stood a lamb, there stood a lamb. And the Lamb. What happened? Look at me. And I look verse seven. And to the uh, full of eyes. Verse seven. And he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him that sat on the throne. Ah! <laughs> and he opened it. Then he came in verse eight. Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense. Which are the prayers of the saints. And what did they say? Watch this. Said And they sang a new song. They sang a new song. In chapter 4. In chapter 4 it says that. And I was in the spirit. Chapter 4. Verse 1 and verse 2. Chapter 4 of Revelations. I want to run you through something quickly. Chapter 4, immediately I was in the spirit and behold, a throne in heaven. And one sat on the throne. Now it's telling you the scene before the crucifixion. One sat on the throne before the he- in heaven. Now look at the next verse. And the next verse, please work with me quickly. And he said, he that sat on the throne was like a jasper and sardine stone in appearance. And there was, there was a rainbow around the throne. In appearance like an emerald. Let's go on, let's go on. Around that the throne were twenty-four thrones, and on on the thrones I saw f- twenty-four elders sitting, clothed in white robes and hair crown on their head. What did they do? The next verse quickly. What did they do? And and from the the throne proceed lightning and thunderings and voices. Seven, lamb, seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Let's go on verse 6. Before, before the throne, there was a, a sea of glass like crystal. And in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in, in front and in, uh, and in back. The first creature looked like a lion, second looked like a calf, second, the, the, the third creature had a face like a man, and the fourth like an eagle, flying eagle. Verse eight, quickly, I want to show you some verse eight. And, the, and, four, and uh, the four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes round about and within, and they did not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, Who was and is and is to come. What were they saying? Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, Who was and is. And what were they saying? Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, Who was and is and is to come. How often were they doing it? El, they, they never rested day nor night. Every time that was their job. They were saying holy, 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 holy. They were just singing holy is the Lord. Holy, holy. They were just singing holy they were just singing holy they were just singing holy they're just singing holy to God almighty who was and is and is to come that was the song in heaven that was the song look at the next verse look at the next verse quickly the next verse whenever the living creatures full, uh, give uh, the uh, creatures g- give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the, who, who sits on the throne who lives. Forever and ever. Verse 10. The 24 elders fell before spread down before him who's who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crown before the throne. That's all that was going on. They say holy, and then they fell down and worship holy. That's all they were And the content, the lyrics of their holy chanting was holy, holy God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. That's all. Now look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. It says that. You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you, watch this, for you created all things. And by you, by your will, they exist and were created. They're talking about the God who created everything. God, you have done this thing. That's what they knew about God. That's what they knew about God. They were just, they are there. Their song, their lyrics, their, their content was holy, holy, holy. And then now, they were talking about, you are worthy to receive honor. You are worthy to receive glory and power. That's what they were saying. Because that's the truth. And look at the next verse. Look at the next verse, quickly. The next verse is John then chapter 5. Then he saw another scene where the one who sat, he looked carefully, and he saw the one who sat on the throne had a scroll in his hands. And no one had been qualified to be able to take the struggles. And to break the seals and to read it. But it had to be taken off from his hands. And it had to be read. But no one was worthy. No one was worthy. And so he said, I wept. And the, mother, the angel that spoke to me, the one of the elders said, don't weep. Don't weep. Hey. Why? Why shouldn't I weep? Because the lion of the tribe of Judah has, has prevailed. Oh. So this was like... There was a scene in heaven. And what was the song they were singing? Holy, holy. And the other one, you are worthy to receive glory and honor and power. That's what they were singing. And suddenly, the, the, the scroll that I saw, the, I saw a lamb that is worthy. Then the lamb comes and reaches out and takes the scroll. What? The lamb took, took the scroll from the hands of him who sat on the throne. The Lamb took the scroll. When he took the scroll, Bible says that, and he opened. it. Look at this, verse, verse seven, verse seven, verse seven, verse seven. And he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him that sat on, on the throne. Look at the next verse. Now, when he are taking the scroll, the four. Watch this. The four living creatures and the twenty elders fell down before the. No, no, not no, now, not no, no before the throne. They fell before the Lamb. They fell before the lamb, each having harp and gold, a golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Look at the next verse. And they sang what? What? The old song they were singing was about Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And they also sang, Worthy are you to receive honor and glory and power, for you have created all things. That's all they sang. But now, a new song has arrived. Now, the the new song, they sang a new song. They said, you are worthy to take the scrolls and have opened the seals. For you were slain. No, the slain, you know what that means? You were killed. You were killed. So you were, that's talking about the lamb. You were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. Now, the song in heaven has changed. If we had not fallen to sin, how can this new song? This new song was based on their discoveries about the attributes of God as a redeemer, the attributes of God as a God of redemption. Ah! Now they sang a new song about the God of redemption. Now they sang a new song about the God of forgiveness. Now they sang a new song about the God of deliverance. They sang a new song. Then suddenly the devil felt "Ah, when I was in heaven, there was more song that could have been sung, but it couldn't be sung in the absence of redemption. He realized that God used me to praise his name. (laughs) It's a setup. Suddenly Satan feels, this is a setup. This, this is not fair. This is a setup. This is not fair. This is a setup. Because suddenly Satan realizes that there was more to God than he experienced when he was in heaven. Hallelujah. I'm surprised you are not screaming, hallelujah. hallelujah. I'm, not, I'm surprised you are not jumping and shouting, Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Holy Holy Are you mm-hmm. Lord, are you, Lord no. God Almighty Oh my Worthy is the love. Worthy, Worthy is the land. Worthy is the land. Worthy, Worthy is the land. You are holy. You are holy. Holy Holy. Are you, are you Lord God? Almighty. Almighty. Worthy is the land. Worthy is the land. Worthy is the law. You are holy, you are holy, you are holy holy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. for the Lord God Almighty Holy. oh You The Lord. Amen. Ah, ah, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah! 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 The Bible says we are a chosen generation, <laughs> a royal priesthood, a peculiar people who have been called out of darkness. To show forth the praises of him who are oh come on somebody show forth his praises show forth his praises show forth his praises show forth his praises Hallelujah From today I must never live your life hallelujahless <laughs> And any time you are saying hallelujah, let your mind not be on your finances. Let your mind not be on material things. Let your mind be on the the Lamb who sits upon the throne. The Lamb who sits upon the throne. The Lamb who sits upon the throne. The Lamb of God! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! He said, For hallelujah. The Bible says hallelujah. Salvation and glory. Honor and power. Be unto the Lord. For the Lord our God omnipotent. He says that for the marriage of the lamb has come. And his bride has made himself ready. Hallelujah. Will never cease. As long as. As long as we understand and appreciate the goodness of God in redemption. So as I was saying, the devil is never a threat to God. He came in the garden. You were worried, thinking that he's about to spoil the plan of God. No, he actually came so that the lamb, according to Revelation chapter 13 verse 8, the lamb who was slain from the foundation of the earth, so before Adam was created, there was a blood. There was the lamb whose blood was already speaking. Yeah. The lamb of, the blood of the lamb was already speaking. So, who? The way Adam was forgiven. Abraham. Moses. Joseph. Isaiah. David. Solomon, Elijah, Elisha, Nehu, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego—all the great men of old, including Rahab—they were all forgiven on one account, because there cannot be forgiveness of sins without the shedding of blood yeah yeah that's 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 hebrews that's hebrews chapter 9 verse 22 for by the law all almost all things are purged and cleansed by blood and for without the shedding of blood there cannot be remission so if you are telling me abraham had his sins forgiven unless you say he, he tell me he's perfect. From the time of Adam, no human being was sinless. It is not the sins you commit that makes you a sinner initially. It is the nature of sin we inherited from Adam. Bible says that an Adam, Adam bore a son after his image and likeness. Ah! He should have given birth before he sinned. That means that the child he he born would have been according to his initial sin-free image. But now in Genesis, it says that an Adam lived a hundred and thirty years and begot a son. In his, oh no, in his image. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. So then afterwards, everyone who came was damaged on arrival. The same image, the same image, the same image, the same image was being passed on from generation to generation. So Abraham was born with the image of sin. Everyone came like that. That is why no one taught you how to lie. From the age of two, you started lying. Johnny, sit down. No! Johnny, don't go there. No! Johnny, do you want to eat anything? No! Would you want to eat ice cream? No! Would you want to eat salad? No! Chicken? No! Milk? No! Johnny, what? No! It's called human nature. That is why Jesus said in John chapter 8. He who is without a sin, let him condemn somebody gives you the audacity to point fingers at somebody because of what you know against them. Bible says that according to the law, no man, in fact, God gave the commandment that the mouth of everyone will be stopped. Romans chapter 3, verse 19. He said the law was given to those who are under the law so that all mouth will be stopped before God. Yeah, God wanted to say, shut up, you are not clean enough. Shut up, you cannot do good. Yes, that's all. We know that what that whatever the law says, it says to those who are not the law. What's the purpose? That every mouth, every mouth may be stopped, and all the world become guilty before God. <laughs> that is why this message that the church has further preaching. God is good. You are wonderful. You are, it doesn't save. You. It doesn't save. You. People must know their sinners. That's where the salvation can kick in. The Ten Commandment is meant to make you look bad before God. It's not meant to save you because the commandments could not save. The commandments could not save and cannot save. Why can't the commandments save? Because the commandment came from God. The commandment is good. Romans chapter 7 verse 11, verse 12 verse 13. It said, the law is good. The law is pure. The law is holy. But the problem is me. I am a sin. I am a sinner. I am a soul under sin. There is a problem with man. And so what when, when, when what came from God God to us instead of making us look so bad. God is so pure. God is so righteous. We thought we were okay until we came into contact with the law of God. Then it's, oh my goodness, I look so bad. I look so bad. I look so bad. It's in your Bible. It says that, verse 12. Verse 12, please. Therefore, the law is what? Holy. The commandments is what? Holy. And yeah. and good. Why? Because nothing bad comes from God. The law came from God. The commandments came from God. It's holy. It's just. It's good. But the problem is not the law. The problem is verse 14. What does it say in verse 14? For we know that the law is spiritual. But I am... Oh, so, the problem is me. The problem is, so when Abraham came on the scene, he was carnal. God didn't deal with Abraham based on law; He dealt with Abraham based on faith. God never dealt with Abraham based on law. How about the Jews? That's why He gave them a law they couldn't keep, so that the law would drag them, drive them, drive them to, drive them to their knees. The Lord drove them to their knees. They felt so helpless. They felt so hopeless. Because they thought they were good enough. They had good intentions. Listen, good intentions, your good intentions alone can't help you. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a good person. Please, please. Your good person can help you. So God gave a law that can render that would render everyone sinful. The Lord didn't make them sinful, but He helped them to see how sinful they were. Amen. In fact, Romans chapter 5, verse 20, it says, The law came so that sin can increase. What? 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 So good. Is that why you gave the law? So I can look so bad? Moreover, the law entered that offense might abound. <laughs> but the good news is that. Where still am mm, mm. no no? That's why I'm going. I'm going to grace. I'm I'm going to grace. I'm going to grace. I am going to grace. I am going. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. That's why the violent offender who truly believes that moment a pardon from Jesus receives the violent offender who truly believes. That moment from Jesus, a pardon receives. The violent offender who truly believes, that very moment from Jesus, a pardon receives. To God be the glory great things he has done. So loving the world that he gave us his son. Who yielded his life and atonement for sin. And opened the life gate that all may go in. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let the people rejoice. All come to the Father through Jesus the Son. And give him the glory. Great things he has done. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. into the church is acknowledging you are a sinner. So, the gospel, pure gospel starts with helping people to ad- identify, acknowledge and recognize they are sinners. The, their gospel, the pure gospel, true gospel, when sinners come into contact with true gospel, they feel so sinful. And it's meant, the true gospel is meant to drive you to a place where you feel very helpless. you can't tend to yourself but you have to come to romans chapter 7 verse 24 23 oh wretched man that i am who can deliver me oh oh my goodness oh wretched that's what the law is meant to do the law of god is meant to push you to a state where you cry oh wretched man that i am who can deliver me from this body of death then he said thanks be to god Through Christ Jesus. For there is now no condemnation. (laughs) There's now no condemnation. To those who are in Christ Jesus. Really? Really? For the law of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. Verse 2 I'm talking about for the law of for the law of the spirit of life in christ jesus has made me free from the law of sin because as once as soon as adam sinned the law of sin and death checked in into humanity and so when the law of god came you want to obey the law of god but there's another law inside you it's called the law of sin and death so then that's the problem of humanity. You, you can try and everything, but because of Adam's sin, wow. the nature of sin, that's why Jesus could look at them and say, you brood of vipers. Wow. Generation of vipers. Why are you calling human beings vipers? Because of the nature of the serpent has entered us. Wow. And from that time onwards, no one could please God. No one. That is why he said, I wept. Because there's no one worthy to take this stroke. So, God's commandment has come. Give a commandment. Try and take it but the law of sin. It's in your Bible. I don't know why you don't. It's in your Bible. Romans chapter 7, verse 15, verse 16, verse 17, verse 18, verse 19, verse 20. I'm talking about Romans chapter 7. It's in your Bible. In French, we say, dans la Bible. Huh? Dans la Bible, dans la Bible. Dans la Bible. Dan Tabibul or Dan Laviv, It's in your Bible. It's in your Bible. Say, say, Dan, your Bible, Bill, 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 It's your Bible. It said that for what I'm doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I am I talking to somebody? Oh. So you see, don't pretend like you are so good you know that there are things you don't want to do but there is a law in your system that is making you do what you don't want to do and the thing you I'm talking about relationship with God and the things you want to do there is something inside you that is not letting you do what you want to do it's blocking you from doing what you want to do and so you have become like a slave it's like there's look look at the text it says that look at the next verse Look, look at the next verse if I, so if then I do what I do not to do, I, well, sorry, if I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law. That is good. The law of God is good. I agree. So what's the problem? Look at the next Verse, verse 16. Verse 17, sorry. It says that. But now, it is no longer I who do it. So you see, sin here is like a personality. It's not an action, no. Sin we are dealing with. It. Didn't say sins, sins. No sin. It's like there's somebody inside me called sin. It's a personal. Yeah, it's there. But sin that he's living inside me. So God created me for something to live inside me. Yes. What was supposed to live inside me? God created for Himself to live inside us, and before we could eat the tree from the the, the tree of life. We went to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil which represented the nature of the devil and that entered us. So the nature of God couldn't enter us from the beginning. Sin dwelleth in me. Tell somebody, sin dwelleth in the flesh. Look at someone and tell them, sin dwells in the flesh. Now look at the next verse. For I know that in me, that is in my, that is in my flesh. Nothing good dwells. Your feelings, the pornography. Yes, it's this, it's all in the flesh. It's in the flesh, in the flesh. And I have a story for a news for you. God doesn't have plans to redeem your flesh. So you can be born again and still your flesh is a problem. You can be born again, you are redeemed in your spirit. But your flesh is not redeemed. It's a problem. C'est la problem. <laughs> That's why you are in church, but still some things are still troubling you. That's why we have to strive. Strive. Agonizomaya. You have to strive. You have to strive. Paul puts it this way. That he that strives for masteries is temperate in all things. He says that you have to run in such a way that you obtain. First Corinthians chapter 9 verse 24, 25. You have to run in such a way that you obtain. He said, I do not fight as one beating the air. I fight with a purpose. He said, I press on towards the mark of the price of the high calling of Christ. He said, whatsoever things were gained to me, Philippians chapter 3, I count them as done, for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. <laughs> yeah, I count all things but done, that I might be found in him, not having my own righteousness that is of the law, but the righteousness that is of Christ, which is by faith. I'm talking about Philippians chapter 3 verse 8, 9, 10. 10 says that, 10 says that, indeed that, verse 10 says that, that I may know him. Hey, that is, that is the ultimate desire for a Christian. Not, not that you'll be known, but you will know him. Some people are Christians because of selfish reasons. Let me know they are Christians. They are coming to church for selfish reasons. Don't reduce their church to just a social organization. It's far above that. It's the life. is the body of Christ. It's the bride of Christ. It's the house of God. It's the habitation of God. The church is the habitation of God. It's not just a social grouping. Habitation of God that encompasses and embraces. People from all walks of life, all backgrounds, as long as the only one condition is you must be in Christ. So, he says that I I strive. So, every Christian must strive. Now, so when the law was given, the law was given not to help us. The law was given to drive us to a helpless state. So in, so in Galatians chapter 4, it says that the law was like a schoolmaster. The law was like a schoolmaster to, to hold our hands till, till grace comes. So the law is meant, is meant to drive us to a place where we will come we'll fall to our knees and, and say, just as... I am without one plea. But that thy blood. Wash it for me. You come to a place where you feel all you need is Jesus. That's the purpose of the law. You want to obey God? You want to please God? He said, here, take the law, obey me. The law makes demand on us based on God's standard, and you can't meet God's standard. And yet, to have any meaningful relationship with God, you must come to a certain level, so we can relate with God. But because of sin, we can't. We couldn't. We were all struggling. Bible says in Matthew chapter 4, day that sat in darkness, great light has appeared. Hallelujah! 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 4, verse 14, 15, 16, somewhere there. It says that the people who sat in darkness oh, have seen a great light. Hallelujah! I'm coming. I'll i get there, I'll get there, I'll get there. Is someone learning something? And, and, and the Bible says that the law which was meant to bring life is rather... Sin, in fact, in verse verse 11 of Romans chapter 7, it says that sin took advantage of the law and killed me. And by it I died. No, the law is from God. It's good. But rather producing death inside us. That's it. For sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me and by the commandment, killed me. So the commandment that was meant to bring life, it was producing death inside me. What was the problem? Me, I am canal sold under sin. And so the things I want to do, I cannot do. Because there is a certain law inside me. That's why he said verse 16, 17. He said there is a law. Look at it. Let's go to verse 16. Verse 16 says that. Verse 16, please. If then I do what I will I will not to do, I agree with the law. That's the law of God. That it is good. 17. That it is good. 17, please. But now, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. Look at 18. Let's look at that. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good. I don't find it. The, the thing is, all these good things talking about God. To be godly, to walk with God. It's not just being a nice person. Don't, don't confuse that. Because anybody at all can be a nice person. Yes. A thief can even be a nice person. Osama Bin Laden was nice to nice to some people. Yeah, that's why he had a lot of followers because to his followers a very nice man. So don't don't talk about niceness. He, many years ago, I heard a man of God say this in uh, in the Midlands. Yeah, I think many years ago, a guy a guy travelled. He's a Christian guy. He travelled outside the country and the wife was not well. Sorry, was unwell, and their neighbour was there trying to, always in to attend to her, doing meals for her. I mean, so helpful. So when the man returned from his trip, he, his wife was okay. So they went to go and thank their neighbor. And he told his neighbor, you have been a very, thank you, you've been such a good Christian. And the man said, excuse me, what do you, I'm not a Christian. I'm a Muslim, I'm not a Christian. You see, if we base Christianity on good works, then, then people can say, but this one doesn't even attend church, but it's even better person. Christianity is not based on good works. It's based on Christ. In Christ alone. In Christ alone. In Christ alone. It's about, are you in Christ? If you are not in Christ, you are in sin. In Christ. In Christ. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my life. My strength. My song. This solid r- r- rock, this cornerstone, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. And in Christ alone, the songwriter says, Christ alone, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust in sweetest frame, but only lean on Jesus' name, on Christ the Son of the yeah. I like the song where it says that, I, I come clothed in Christ's righteousness. So it's not my righteousness, but I go and take Christ's righteousness and wear it and come before God. That's Christianity. That's Christianity. Jesus said in Mark chapter 2, verse 17 that I came, I did not come to save the righteous, but for sinners. For sinners. Ah, that's good news. Good news for bad boys. Good Good news for sinners. Good news for sinners. Good news for sinners. Shout hallelujah! That's the good news. The good news is the, 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 the good news for you to enjoy the good news is necessary as part of good news for you to know you are a sinner. I find then a law. A law that evil is present with me. The one who wills to do good That's I want to do the law of God, but there's evil present with me. It's a law. So there's a law of God. There's a law of sin and death that's inside me. That's And the law of my members. That I actually, I, have, I want to do it. I want to do it. But there's another law that is preventing me from doing what I want to do. Because I've seen the law of God. I think I want the law of God. But there's a law inside of me that is stopping me from doing the law of God. And so resultant effect is, oh, wretched man that I am. Look at verse 22, verse 22, verse 22. For I delight in the law of God according to my inward man. 23. But I see another law. Did you see that? There are laws. There are, there's another law in my members. What are your members? Your flesh, your physical nature. Human nature has got law. Human nature has got law within humanity that that want to stop you from doing the will of God. Nobody gets saved by their own strength. God has to call you. That is why you can't be in church and be proud. Anybody who has genuinely met the forgiveness of God is humble and doesn't care to serve in the church. Doesn't care to tell others not be judgmental, but to, to tell others about how Jesus is the savior of the world. Jesus is our savior. He says that there is a law. There's a law in my members. Warring against the law of my mind. Okay, now two laws here. The law in my members and the law of my mind. The law of my mind is what you actually want to do. But there's another contrary law in your members. In your, my mind. I want to do the law of God, which is good. But there's another law in my members. When I try to do it, try again. Reach out again. Ah, I'm tired. I want to do this. So you can tell there are three laws at play. The law of God, the law of my mind, and the law in my members. The law of my members is the same as the law of sin and death. It's the same thing that that and how did it get there? It came when Adam sinned, and Adam gave birth after his image and his likeness. So then the thing, Aluta the problem continues. We were all born in sin. Psalm 51, verse 14 In sin did my mother conceive me, sinners, sinners. Oh, it says that the law was given that all mouth will be stopped and the whole world become guilty before God. That's a serious statement. That's a very serious, Romans chapter, chapter 3 verse 19. A very serious statement. The law, we know that the law was given to those who are under the law. Okay, let me read it again. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law that every mouth might be stopped. Hmm, it's like, shut up. When you come to God, don't boast. Abraham could never boast that he was pure. He was he was he was clean enough. So would Abraham make heaven? Oh yes. Would Moses make it to heaven? Oh yes. Would David make it to heaven? Oh yes. Would something make it to heaven? Oh yes. Would the, the leaders of old make it to heaven? Oh yes. But Jesus hadn't died. So how were they going to be make it to heaven? Those in the Old Testament, how were they saved? If those of us after after the cross, post-cross, are saved by the cross, how about those in the Old Testament? Same grace. That's where I'm going. Same grace. So he said that I cannot do it. Then look at the next verse, verse 24. Oh, wretched man. Ah, It only takes the law of God to show you how wretched you are. Yeah. The commandments of God. When you get close to it, you realize that you are quite bad. Yeah. yeah when you haven't seen the commandments, you think you are good. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. You are good. You are good. You're good. You're good. You're good. You know when you have an off-white shirt? Yeah. You think it's so nice. Unto pure white comes. <laughs> or off-white teeth. <laughs> so, oh, wretched man I am. Th-. Then, it says that thanks be oh I like the thanks be to God. The next verse, please. Thanks be to God through Christ Jesus our God. So then, in my mind, uh, uh, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. So when you are born again, don't stay in the flesh. If you stay in the flesh, you'll be serving sin. Yes, born again, some of you know that's how you ended up in fornication. That's how, yeah, that's how you ended up in the gossiping. You ended up back to, to, to drugs how come you are born again you are preaching on the street but you are how come because he says you walk in the flesh walk in the spirit so you don't fulfill the desires of the flesh the flesh is never saved will never be saved God has, doesn't have plans to redeem the flesh as long as you live in the flesh you have to walk in the spirit but look at this then the next verse says that oh please Romans chapter seven. Verse 25. The next verse has a 25. Now there is now therefore no condemnation. For who? For those who are in Christ Jesus. Then look at the verse 2. That's why I brought you. For the law of the spirit of... Ah, another law has showed up here. Another law has showed up here. Another law has showed up here. here. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has now made me free from the. Hallelujah! The law of the Spirit of life. The law of the Spirit of life. Life is full of laws. All right. If you are lactose intolerant and you drink a lot of milk, you, the law, there's a law that will be kicked in. You understand what I'm saying? When you go to restaurant, they ask you, do you have any food allergies? Because there are laws concerning you particularly. You will react to nuts. So, do you have full allergies? Because there is a law in your digestive system that will make you sick if you eat that. It's a law. In the same way, when you are born again, the same way when you are born again. The spirit of life, the spirit of life, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, now is in you. Listen, the reason why my skin color is this is because of my parents. It's a law. law. Two Chinese people cannot give back to a black Sudanese looking man. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Because there's a law in your body. Watch this. Natural law biologically is called DNA. It's a law. Your DNA is a law that restricts you. The texture of your hair, the color of your eyes, your height, your shape, your everything, your DNA is a code, code, a law in your system. That governs how you look like. That even governs potentially how long you will live depending on what you eat. It's a law. In the same way, When you are born again, the life of Christ comes inside you with a (laughs) law. Hallelujah! 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 When you are born again, the life of Christ is called the spirit of life in christ jesus and he says that that spirit of life he comes with a law a law a law of life that makes you for once that law inside you um i need a third person come so that's the law of sin and death try to reach out to the law of god sin and death prevents you now when you are born again There's another law of life that is able to hold this one. (laughs) Hallelujah! 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 That's what my song will be. That's what my song will be. That's what my song will be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what my song will be. 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 Watch, Watch this. Watch this. Can I take it further? I think I'm having more fun than most of you. I think I'm, I'm enjoying, uh, uh, I'm enjoying this thing the most of you. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! The psalm is said, Oh, how love I your law." Psalm 119, verse 97. I love the law of God. I love the Word of God. I love the Word of God. I love the Word of God your excitement in church should not be based on the music. If you are a, a, a thriving Christian, your excitement in worship should be based upon... Yeah. blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the scene of the scornful, but his delight. Yeah. By 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 his delight. By his delight, 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 his delight delight is in the law, and in his law does he meditate day and night. The clearest sign that you are genuinely born again does not consist in the perfection of your life. You are so perfect. No. But in the direction of your life. There's something that's driving you towards God's word. If you love Jesus, it shows in the way you handle his word. If the word of God doesn't excite you, I think there's something wrong about your redemption. What really shows that you are a child of God is that you have an insatiable taste for His word. Man must not live by bread, but everywhere. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. So, He said, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin. It's not so much about willpower. It's about the life of Christ inside you. You can't live the life of God unless you have the life of Christ. Because that's what gives you the law of life of Christ. The law of the life of God. So you can live the way you want to live, or the way he wants you to live. You can work with God. Think about working with God. Excuse me. When a child, an infant, is trying to walk with an adult to go and catch a train, you know it's a problem. Because either he runs, or the adult yes takes little steps. When adults are trying to walk with a child, takes. But God is not going to slow down because of you. Jesus did not come because we could not fulfill, we could not meet the standard of God. He didn't come to lower the standard of God. No, 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 no. He didn't come to lower the standard. He actually came to empower us, to raise us, to meet God's standard. That is why he gives us his life. That's what it means to be a Christian. What does it mean to be a Christian? Somebody whose sins have been forgiven, and the person is living by the life of Christ. That's what it means to be. Not because you are in the church. Please. But if you live by the life of Christ, you won't be outside of the church. That's, what makes you a Christian is that you are in Christ. That's what makes you a Christian. Period. That's it. That's it. Period. 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 So stop judging people in church. You say you are a Christian. You're, please, don't join believers in saying those things. <laughs> Run your own race. You say, Who are you to judge another man's servant? Romans chapter 14 or so. Verse 4. Hallelujah. Now, so he says that, he says that for the life, for the law, it's nice to hear these laws. Please don't underestimate the power of laws. Law. Laws are powerful. Laws are powerful. Once you turn a certain age, your strength begins to go down. Yeah. That's why whatever you have to do for God, do it when you are young. Don't join the people who have the philosophy I wait when I'm retiring before I serve God. They are not serious. Serve God in your strength because it says that thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your strength, with all your might. When your strength is great, that's the best time to serve God fully. Many organizations will not employ certain people at a certain age. Because you don't have the strength. Security companies will never employ my dad. Because he's not strong. He might be experienced, he might work in the office, but to stand at the no he can't. So the older you are, there are certain things that you cannot be made to do because of strength. I found out recently that if you are a captain, all right, flying pilot, you are a captain. At the age of 60, they are they don't allow you to fly. You can be a co-pilot, but you cannot be the main because you are your age. You, you cannot you are not allowed. To. Because, and if you want to be an astronaut and you decide at the age of 20, it's too late because they start training people who will be astronauts when they are young. Some of you want to be a great revivalist. This is the time. the time. Don't wait till you are older. If you can get pregnant now, that means that you are, you are good enough for God. Yes. Yes. If you can get pregnant, you can produce another human being, then you can produce disciples. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me finish this thing so you guys can. So, Romans, again, please. Romans chapter 8, verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Are you ready for this? It says that, this is, this is one of my favorite scriptures in Romans chapter 8. I like a lot of them in Romans chapter 8. It's, Romans chapter 8 is so loaded. But this, the one I'm about to read, is one of my favorite in Romans chapter 8. It said, for what the law could not do. For what the law, that this is the law of God, the law of God, could not do. Why? Because it was weak through the flesh. The flesh has got another law that is strong. So it doesn't allow the flesh to fulfill the law of God. So what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. for the first time the law of sin that is preventing for the first time Jesus Christ comes in the nature. the likeness of the sinful flesh but without the sin so without the sin that law of sin couldn't have an upper hand over him so he condemned tried now you you oh, that's the flesh that's the law of sin in the flesh try to control Jesus For the first time, he couldn't control him and he condemned he condemned he condemned sin in the flesh. You understand that? Jesus condemned sin in the flesh and after and he fulfilled all the law of God. And now the one in the yellow, now When you come to Jesus, Jesus, when you become born again, Jesus has fulfilled all the law of God. Matthew chapter 5, he said, I did not come to condemn the law and the prophets, but I came to fulfill them. Okay? So, when you come to Jesus, no, when you come to Jesus, he then gives you... Jesus gives you his righteousness as someone who has fulfilled all the demands of God. And now the writer of Hebrews says, Therefore let us come boldly before the Uh, throne. Hallelujah! Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. Therefore, let us come boldly before the throne of grace, that we may obtain grace and mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hallelujah! He puts, he puts it this way. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 18 and 19. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest. How? When you are a Christian, you are such a privileged person. The best thing that ever happened to your family is that you became a Christian. Your sister may not know it because she's blind. because right. the God of this world has blinded the eyes of unbelievers. the minds of unbelievers. Your cousins may not know it. Maybe sometimes even your mom might not know it. Your dad might not know it. They might not know that being a Christian is the best thing that has ever happened to your family. because you are not an honorary person. You carry you carry the seed of God. You carry the nature of God. The Bible says that we have become partakers of the divine nature. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. The best thing that can happen to you is being exposed to the word of God. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. You can also find more information about Karis Church and our upcoming services by visiting charis.org. Be blessed.